We deliver tickets, t-shirts, and everything you need to rock. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Passion. What we deliver by delivering. Blog Talk Radio. Who are the unstoppable ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Who are the Mission Unstoppable. Mission Unstoppable. The Unstoppable Ones. You did say Unstoppable, right? You did say Unstoppable, right? What is it they know that I don't? Coach Frankie Picasso takes you on Mission Unstoppable. Can anyone stop these people? Good evening, and I am the Unstoppable Coach Frankie Picasso, and tonight we are going on another Mission Unstoppable into the world of entrepreneurism and multiple streams of income. My guest tonight is a man who is a powerhouse of energy, so if you're sensitive, you might sit back a bit from your computer. How would you like to have a home business where you train others to be successful, travel throughout the country, speak at events, coach your kids' soccer games, play some soccer yourself, Spend quality time with your wife and children and still be able to invest in multiple businesses. Sit tight. We'll be right back to find out how. Stay tuned and stay close. This is the unstoppable Frankie Picasso. You are listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. The time in Toronto is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 in Chicago, and 5 in Los Angeles. I want to thank the good folks here at Blog Talk Radio, especially tonight, for allowing me to broadcast over their network. And I want to thank you, you know who you are, for tuning in to me each and every week and making it such a joy to bring you the unstoppable ones. The phones are open and the chat room is too, so feel free to get, uh, call or write. If you have any questions, the number again is 646-595-3741. My guest this evening is Andreas Papakostas a former professional European soccer star who parlayed that into becoming an athletic trainer, a registered massage therapist. So how did he go from kicking bodies into shape to kicking up bank balances? Let's find out. Good evening, Andreas. Welcome to this Unstoppable. (laughs) Good evening, Frankie. You know, you were talking about, you know, you're introducing, and I was like, who is that person? I want to know what this person's doing and how he's doing it. But thank you, Frankie. Yeah. You're welcome. I want to know how he's doing it, too, and so does everybody else out there. My gosh, you know, you started off, you're a massage therapist, you're an athletic trainer. How did you, you know, become this guy who who owns spas and holistic wellness centers and all that kind of stuff? How does that happen? And you still have time to spend with your family. I mean, you know, most guys are working 100 hours a week to do what you're doing. You are correct, and you know what? It was really as simple as just snapping your fingers, Frankie. No, I'm just joking, but yeah, you know what? Yeah, snap my fingers. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is so true. I, I, really, just for all of you who are listening, you know, um, you know, I didn't go without any trials or tribulations or sacrifices, but, uh, you know, it really started out by one thing, Frankie, and that is uh, a vision I had since I was six years old, and I, I still envision this vision um, day in and day out it really started that uh, up, up from that vision that I have and it wasn't until after I actually achieved certain things that I envisioned that I realized what that vision meant to me and how I used visualization to really uh, you know be where I'm at right now with my multiple businesses my uh, my, my business in several country of uh, countries that I have developing people um, it really it was all through the power of, of that of that visualization. What did the six-year-old, what did, what did the six-year-old envision? Did you have an empire or something? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was interesting. You know, I I look at my my boys now and my girl, and they're you know envisioning you know be these superheroes and and envisioning uh, being maybe a, a professional player of some sort. And that's really what my vision was. It was more than just a vision. It was like a reality for me. It was me envisioning playing professional soccer back in my country. Um, where I came from, and uh, it was so deep, so real, so sincere, no doubts, no nothing. It was just this bizarre vision I was seeing since I was six years old, and I, and until this day, I still see that vision. Wow, wow! It, I mean, it, in Canada, you know where I am. I'm sure there's a hundred kids, there's thousands of kids, you know, envisioning that they're going to be the next uh, hockey superstar. So tell them how did you do it? What was this? Now, are you psychic? Are you clairvoyant? Do you see the future? Does it happen to you ever again other than this vision, this one vision? Actually, it has. And, and uh, um, actually, I married her. <laughs> oh, really? And uh, it's wow. definitely a, lo- a long story in itself. But again, another, uh, again, and that's why, you know, with what you do, Frankie, with your shows and your, and your inspiration to uh, a lot of people and the books you write, uh, it really is all about having a lot of powerful elements. And it all comes from, you know, belief, uh, being disciplined, learning, teaching. Uh, not being afraid, following your gut instincts, not just, you know, what you're supposed to do, uh, being a good person. I mean, there's so many different elements, but uh, really the power of visualization really has changed my life. Um, it's just really bizarre, and, and, and I can really sum it up to this, is, you know, think of a time in your life where you really, really, really wanted something and you actually got it. I mean, you really wanted it so much that there wasn't no way that you weren't going to get it. Uh, there was just nothing was going to stop you, and you would do whatever it takes to get it. And most likely, someone can always come up with one of those things that they got because they wanted it bad enough. Almost every single one of us has had that. And what winds up happening is we somehow forget that, you know, if we could do it once, we can do it a hundred times. But, you know, life right. kicks in and uh, obstacles kick in, and then we forget about that, and then we, we live a little differently. You know, for me, it wasn't that I would do anything to get it. It was more just I walked in going, this is mine. And it was a complete knowing that it was mine, whether it was, a, a, you know, a boyfriend or a job or whatever it was, and this, this is mine. And, and you know, if you, if you are used to the term the law of attraction, people who talk about the law of attraction know that the allowing stage is the hardest part. It's the letting go and just allowing and knowing, knowing the belief that it's yours and, and just dropping it and not worrying about how it's going to happen or where it's going to happen. It's, it's just yours. And that feeling, when that feeling comes over me, I know I've got it. It's just mine. That is that is powerful, and that is exactly how I accomplished a lot of the things that you mentioned about owning my businesses. Um, one of the things you mentioned that I'm, I'm a very big proponent that I also you know teach within the people that work with me is is really owning your business. You'll hear me say that again: owning your business, owning your life, owning, owning, owning. You got to take ownership, and it really comes through knowing, like you said, I know it's mine. I'm owning it, and uh, right. it's so true that you know. When I was thinking about playing professional soccer since I was six years old, I never, in, in my up until the point where I did that in 1996, I never, in in those years, did I ever question how I was going to do it. Uh, I never had a thought in my mind that was I going to do it. And too many people nowadays, regardless of what business you're in, regardless of what relationship you're in, uh, so many people spend so much time 
working on how is it going to happen? How am I going to get out of financial debt? How am I going to make my relationship better? How, 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 how? And I'm here through my experience to tell you that it's not how that we need to focus on. It's the why. Why do I want to make things better? Why do I want to get out of my financial situation? Why do I want to own a business? Why do I want to become a better partner? Why do I want to become a professional? You know, and when that why is big enough, it is the, the how start to unfold. And, and I use this scenario all the time, Frankie, that um, you know, if I had an envelope and I stuffed about $1,000 in an envelope, and uh, I had, uh, you know, just a stranger come up, knocked on my door, and I said, hey, listen, I have an envelope stuffed with $1,000 um, at this address, okay? And you got 45 minutes to get to that address. If you can get to that address 45 minutes, now a second later, you know, it's yours. It's completely yours. And the time starts right now. Now, here's what most people are going to do. They're going to sit down, and they're going to think, well, what's the fastest way that I'm going to get there? Should I do this? Should I do that? And what's happening is you're already behind the eight ball. You're, you're, not, you're not wondering why. If somebody would have told that to me at any given time, I would have ran out the door, and I would have somehow found out a way to get there. It's just going to create in my mind because I know why I want to get that $1,000, and I want it. I'm owning it. It's mine. And I think so many people... Uh, focus so much on how as opposed yeah. to focusing and really looking at why, why, why the hows always start to unfold. You know what, Andre, you're absolutely right. In, in, in the how question, the how am I going to do this, puts you into analysis paralysis. You, 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 know, you get so bogged down in that how you don't even, can't even think anymore. And, but the why, you know, why do you want it? Because if you don't want it bad enough, you don't really want it. You don't want change bad enough, it's not going to happen. You don't want, you know, stop smoking bad enough, it's not going to happen. Any of those things, right? That, so that why, is do so... want, why do you want to make money? Why? What do you want with that money? What is it going to give you? I mean, money is just a tool for the things that you want. Well, you what want is money, money going to give you? Is it... you? Exactly. Yeah. Well, if so I can you, share with you some of these little instances that has happened to yeah. me that I guess everybody can relate. You know, you know, back when I was in, uh, in high school, I was all-state in, in soccer. Goalkeeper was my position. And um, I had actually a full-ride scholarship to a, a Division I school. And I decided not to, to stay closer to, to my family uh, here locally, and I went to a Division Three school. So what happened was I played very well, broke a lot of records within my position, and uh, I knew that, again, that, you know, I was ready to go and play professional. Now, in, in Europe, um, it's kind of the soccer in Europe is similar to a comparison of saying, you know, uh, the NFL and college football. That's as that professional soccer here, professional soccer in Europe, I guess we can say outside of the United States, is actually pretty, pretty big. It's a, it's a huge jump to play professional in that time. Yeah, it is. So, and, Canada, and, yeah. and a lot of people would say, and these are people who know me, uh, would say, you know what, Andreas, you know, you need to get a manager. You need to have some connections. And although it's true, connections does bring you a lot of opportunities, um, I, like, laughed at it. I said, you know what? My why is so big that I'm not going to need one. And people will actually, and these are people with my, the same last name as me. <laughs> these are the people who are, you know, you wanted to say that they were worried. 
Yeah, it's true. You know, the the people that are supposed to, you know, support you mentally, physically, emotionally, and, you know, with the same last name, sometimes they're the ones that don't. But really, they were laughing at me. They were saying, we know you're good, but you need more than just being good. And that just inspired me even more. I never had a question of a doubt in my mind. I went there um, in 1995. I went there. I started talking to some of my relatives, and I just asked some referrals. I want to talk to somebody who can get me closer to this person or that person. And then it didn't work. I was spending, I was wasting a lot of time, and I actually went to one of the top teams, and I walked in, and I said I wanted to speak to the general manager, and they said, you can't come in without a pass. And I said, well, if they would sign me up for a million dollars, and they know that you did not tell them that I was here, you may have your job in jeopardy. And he actually went and got the general manager. And I didn't have anything preset because I didn't know what I was going to come across. But that was how sure I was of myself. I went there, um, and I had this individual. He saw how confident I was, and he goes, we want to try you out. And, uh, and that was it. He didn't even ask me for my records. He didn't ask me how old I was. He didn't ask me, um, you know, what did you accomplish? Where are you from? I mean, for all he knows, I was probably some, you know, from Greece. And what happened was he saw how confident I was, and he asked me for a try, uh, to do a tryout because they happened, just so happened, you know, I mean, everything was probably all lined that day, that they were actually having a scouting game. I didn't even know that. So I actually went, I had the scouting game. I played, not the second half, not the, uh, it was the first half. And I actually had a shutout, uh, but there wasn't a lot of action so they can judge me. So they asked me to come back the next day for another scouting game. And I said, absolutely. And I came. And do you know that dream that I was telling you that I had? Yeah. That dream that I kept envisioning about this big, big save that was going to be all in the books and the records. And, you know, and I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this because this is something I've been thinking of every single day of my life since six years old, that that actual picture actually happened to the millimeter at wow. that game. And when, I, when that happened, it didn't hit me till I went to the locker rooms. And, of course, you, know, you get the video cameras, and they found out I was from America, and here's this kid from Chicago coming to play professional soccer. And I didn't really like that, the limelight, but I realized – I couldn't understand why I was frozen. I was kind of almost um, kind of numb, and I didn't understand why. And then it hit me that that dream I've been living, I've actually experienced. And yeah. wow. I, I totally it – it's hard to explain. It's so hard to explain that once I did that, uh, I winded going back through the following year to play and you know and then I, I winded up coming back because I realized that it wasn't the fact that I wanted to play it of course I wanted to play that's I love soccer and I you know it was the fact that I achieved what it was that I wanted to achieve and yet I started thinking and I said I've had so many of these visions that if I continue to follow without a doubt the how will always come. And we go back to the, now focusing on how am I going to get there? Who am I going to talk to? I just, I went. I mean, I was so sure I'm going to go. And, um, and I started realizing that, you know what, with hard work, with being positive, 
with getting information from the right people, uh, with having belief within yourself, not being afraid to fail, um, you know, following those who've been followed through. You know, I started, you know, reading up on the professional players from the, the North America. They winded up playing in, in Europe. How did they get there? You know, I started reading a lot of that. I didn't really, just again, to, because that's what people said you needed to do, follow these people. And, and when you can put all those elements together, there, there's really no reason why people can't be happy and do the things that they want to do in their lives. I'm a true believer in that. I've experienced that. And you have experienced that. Was that. Did that feel like the biggest deja vu of your I mean, really? I mean, I sometimes, you know, I, you know, it's weird how every day there's a glimpse, you know, how some people just have these glimpses of the history yeah. yesterday, last week, maybe a couple of years ago, or, you know, you always have these little things that you think about. Um, there's never been a day, Frankie, that I don't think about that. And that empowers me. You know why? Because I've applied the same things in other and other areas of my life, and I've been, I guess, blessed to be able to, you know, people say luck, and, and I think you create your own luck. Um, you know, yeah, luck you happens too. to everybody for those who work at it as well, <laughs> work at it, you know. Okay, so let me and, stop you there for a second, because some folks are going to sit there and they're going to go, well, I didn't have a vision since I was six years old, so it's not going to happen to me. But you know what? Whether whether you have the vision or you can call it the big plan for your life or you have even have a plan for your life, I mean, you really have to have a plan for your life. You can't, life doesn't just happen. If it does, then you're living in default. You really have to choose the life that you want, right? I mean, you, you, you take this to other people and you replicate it for them it's not just you right absolutely well you know you said something important you know do people never had a vision well i didn't have a vision that i was going to own a holistic center or i was going to own a spa or have a an international business in nine countries and i didn't envision any of that you know have rental property that wasn't something that i envisioned but what i one powerful statement that also has changed my life um, from an individual who wrote the, uh, who was a co-author of um, the seven uh, highly effective uh, habits of successful people. It's Stephen Covey, uh, the, the individual who was quoted in there was Michael Mike Zendel. Um, he said, "Begin with the end in mind." Right. So you begin yeah. with the end in mind, and I would have to say that almost everybody may not have a vision, but almost everybody has this destination where they would like their life to be or what they would like to have. And that's the problem is we're, we're thinking about would as if it's never going to happen, but it would have been nice if it did. Right. And, and that's because exactly what you said, Frankie, it's because people don't plan. They dream. That's all they do. They never put it into action. Um, and so I always began with the end in mind. When I opened up my first medical facility, people said, you're crazy. You don't have any experience. You got your insurance, blah, blah, blah. And I said, what are you talking about? And uh, I ran a multi-million dollar medical facility in one year with no experience. One year. That's unheard of in the medical industry. And then I opened up a holistic center. And then I opened up a spa. And then I, I helped other people open up other businesses by, again, not because I was a marketing guru, not because I, I was the entrepreneurial of the century. It was because I used the same principles. I needed to know where I wanted to go. I know what I wanted to do. I wanted to own a business. It didn't matter what it was. And I was going to do whatever it takes to make it successful. I brought in the right people. I had the right attitude. And, of course, you got all those elements that you would need to do that. But I never hesitated, and I never had a doubt that it wasn't going to happen ever, 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 ever. 
okay, but Andreas, you're 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 fairly young, right? I mean, you're you're under forty, and you've got a family, and you've got young kids, and having all these businesses, like, how do you not get sucked into spending a hundred hours a week? How do you have time to you know to to have, spend time with your family and and have a really good life? That's a great that's a great question, and I want people to understand that you don't. You can own businesses and still have time freedom. And I think a lot of people work, 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 and they feel like if they let it go that, you know, and again, some people work for somebody else, and it's very hard to, you know, you know, not so, but everybody can be a part of a home business or everybody can be part of something that's commission-based. One of the things that I, why I'm willing to, to be able to spend time with my kids is because, number one, I'm in a business that I don't just get paid on my efforts, but I get paid off the efforts that I teach people. So it's basically teaching people to become entrepreneurial. And when they become successful, I get residuals from that. It's no different than you know an insurance agent sells you a policy. You have to have it every month, so he gets residual. If he gets 100 people who order every single month, you know he's getting a residual. So you work really, really hard, but then you also, as you're Hello? people to do what it is that you do independent of you, so they become leaders. Now, that could take a year, that could take two years, but is it worth for you, because you're working anyways, to also train people to do what you do and get paid if it took four years, and knowing that when they develop and they continue to grow, you can slowly pull away and still earn money from here, earn money from there, and then you use the same concept and you can build another business, help somebody else build another business, and get residual. It's all about leveraging and, and, and helping other people get what they want so you get what it is that you're looking for. Okay, so let me ask you this because, you know, I, I said that we weren't going to uh, to advertise a business on the show, but we, we will talk about your home marketing business. So you have a home marketing business. Now, let's say it's very popular for people to have home marketing businesses today, especially if people, you know, in midlife are looking to retire. They're looking for something else to do with their life. They're looking for additional income with their life. So is it necessary? I mean, if you walked in today to this business, do you think that you would be as successful today as you were a year ago or two years ago? Do you think timing has anything to do with getting into a company, especially, you know, a, a company like, like, you know, the Holistic or the juices or whatever it is that people, you know, the health stuff, health market that, that people are in today. What do you what do you say to that? Well, you know, there's there's so many different there's a the travel industry, there's a the telecommunication industry, yeah, there's the at home parties and there's so many and timing is important, especially you know, here's the thing. The an entrepreneurial, someone who's gonna go out there and make things happen is going to be able to do it with whatever company, whatever industry, whatever profession it is that they're going to do. For the average person, yes, there are elements that play a big role. Who you're partnering up with? When are you joining? Uh, who are you uh, partnering up? Are they successful? Are, are they doing things the right way? Um, is it something that is easable, easy duplicatable, something that you can duplicate that you don't have to you know, find the few that, that the masses can do? And um, it's not so much of having a home-based business, but it's really the mentality of what these people do if more people would apply that to even their daily living or their relationships, the focus that they have to become successful, you can apply those principles to any areas of your life and be able to have the time freedom, uh, have the money that you want, be happy, because I think that's important if you don't have money or if you have money and time freedom but you're not happy, that, that's a problem, and a lot of people are very unhappy. So timing is important. Um, doing something you love 
something you're excited about is very important. Hanging out with the right people that will support you, whether they agree with you or not, that's important. So I guess there's a lot of elements. Right. And what about belief in what you're selling? Well, that is key. I know so many people, even in corporate America, you know, and people in it's just every industry, you know, I guess home-based business, real estate, I mean, they're in every industry. It, that is so key. Even the ones that are making a lot of money, um, it winds up being short-term. If you don't believe what it is that you're doing that you're getting paid, it's going to be short-term. Uh, or you're going to be very unhappy. I know a lot of people who are making a lot of money in their own businesses or in their jobs or in their home businesses or in their relationships. They're not, they're not happy they, because they don't believe that where they're at is where they should be at, and they're not doing anything to change it. So they continue doing the same thing and the same thing and the same thing, thinking yeah, that it's just going to go away. I know. I just don't understand how people keep thinking that they can do the same thing and it's going to change. I mean, Einstein already told us that, but think about it. I mean, we get into these habits. I, you know, I just wrote something a few minutes ago talking about how, you know, you can, change your, you can change your job and you can change your partner and you can change a lot of things, but if you don't change what's inside, nothing is going to change. You know, that story, you, that, that it's all going to be the same. You are the only change creator, and, and I tell people it's really, it's one thought away to a different lifestyle, to a different yeah, financial situation. Exactly. It's one thought away. See, everything that we have in us, and you mentioned the word law of attraction, and it was interesting because I totally believed in all these things in attracting the law of the universe, and then that, you know, that the DVD came out, The Secret, and, you know, it was like a solidify to what it is that we, we already, you know, knew, and, and right. it was just great to, to kind of refresh that because, you know, it, it is so important that, um, again, you're, the law of attraction, attracting the, the things that you want in life, and if you're thinking that you want to change, but you're not willing to, A, sacrifice, B, change the way you think, C, change the type of people you hang out that brings you to that environment, and three, be active, proactive. You can't just think about it and think it's going to change. You've got to work towards it, and that's where I think a lot of people are stuck. They're afraid. They're afraid that somebody else is going to say something. They can't believe that they're doing that. You know, we're so accustomed to what society tells us we need to be in, what house we're supposed to have, what car we're supposed to drive, what occupation we should have. And it's interesting is that we get a lot of advice from people that have no idea what the industry or the profession yeah. or the type of lifestyle you want. It's, it's funny because, you know, if I'm going to um, get something checked out that's a health issue, I'm not going to go to my engineer and say, hey, what do you think I should do? But what's interesting is that people take advice like that. And you're not going to go to your doctor to get advice on how you should build your house. But what's interesting is people are doing that. And, and the doctor may have some good opinions, but it doesn't make it valid because that's not what their profession is. And a lot of people have their dreams stolen from, from their family members, from their parents, from their friends, because... They're not at that level, and how dare you that you're going to think you're going to go ahead and become above us? And, you know, so why do you listen to people like that who do nothing but steal you away from getting closer to something you want to accomplish? And people get stuck in that. Yeah, they have an ulterior motive, and their motive is fear. They're afraid that these people are going to go away and leave them behind. They're afraid that they're not going to see them again. They're afraid that they might be successful and they're not. So really, that are, that's a really important thing to remember, is that the, the naysayers in your life are the ones who are really afraid to do anything and to act. 
And, and so you need to look at that. They need to look at, at their comfort zone and, and are they willing to walk out of that comfort zone and leave those people behind? Because those people aren't willing to walk out of their comfort zone, that's for sure. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a biggie. That is a biggie, and, you know, I tell, you know, again, it's just think about this. For those that are, you know, are fearful to make that jump or that step or that, you know, um, think about this. Um, your present fear is what's holding your future opportunity. Think about that. Wherever it is yeah. in your life, relationship, business, money, uh, happiness, you know, your fear right now. And, and, and the best thing about it is nobody can change that but you. Nobody. Yep. Nobody can change that, and it all starts with how you think. If you're going to keep thinking or you're going to keep talking yourself out of it, um, you're really responsible for where you're at right now. If you're unhappy, it's you. It's not someone who, you know, that, you know I mean, uh, just really quickly, you know, one of the businesses that I owned, uh, again, you know, it was great, and we did great, but I also had a lawsuit. I had to sue my business partner. You know, and uh, <laughs> it's 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 it's. I had choices to make, and I had to make it because it was the right thing to do. It wasn't financially rewarding for me, but it was the right thing for me to do uh, because I, I I follow the principles, the law of the universe, be, do good to others as if you want them to do good to you. The golden principle. I mean, I follow all that stuff. Whether it's gonna short term harm me financially, I don't look at something short term. I look at it long term, and uh, um, you know, you 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 have to make. You know, decisions, you have to make changes, and they have to be for long term. And, and when you think about doing something that's going to change you, and you have fear of doing it, no, nothing is ever going to change, so you're going to continue to be unhappy, you're going to continue not making money, you're going to continue not getting the things that you want, you're always going to say, why, 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 why me, why did it happen to me, and I didn't blame my partner for the lawsuit, even though, of course, he did things that had me make a lawsuit, I blame myself because I somehow, some way, attracted him to become a partner, and I blamed myself. You know, I, I blamed myself, and a lot of people like to blame others for where they're at in their life, financially, unhappy-wise. And remember, you made a decision some way, somehow, some form that allowed that activity to happen, whether it was out of your control or not, you had some kind of um, decision you made to somehow allow that in your life. So, and a lot of people, again, it's easy to blame than to take responsibility and say, you know what, it's right. I made that mistake. I'm going to be now more prepared. I'm not going to let that happen again. But they like to stay in that cave of it's easy to blame instead of me making some changes. And it all starts the way you think. And then go ahead and, again, as we talked about, putting it into action. But, you know, if you're blaming someone, there's five other people blaming you some way, somehow. Yeah always pointing at you what about so you talk about the law of attraction you talk about the universe it sounds like you're fairly metaphysical and spiritual what how does gratitude play into anything that you do oh wow you gave me goosebumps again we just talked about this conversation i was seeing a, an individual today who just asked me for their opinion uh you know she was a little unhappy and she wanted to be off uh um, uh, she was on depression medication, and she wanted she was off it for a while. She's starting to get depressed again, but she doesn't want to go back to the medication. 
and she asked, what's your opinion? I said, well, you know, I'm not a doctor, and I can't, you know, I, I, I can kind of turn, give you an answer outside of what the normal person would give you. You know, you'd say, okay, you know, yoga, St. John's Words, or, you know, um, you know, go out and, you know, be with Earth, or do the things that you're happy, hang out with happy people, you know. Uh, I, I basically said what you just mentioned. Um, wake up in the morning feeling of a feeling of some kind of gratitude, you know. Think about the things that you do have now or that you're grateful for instead of dwelling on the things that are not happening for you. And you can do that when you have, the, I guess, the law of gratitude. I mean, everyone is grateful for something. They have to because they're listening. They're, they're here. They're breathing. Um, they should be grateful for something. And what that does is it keeps you focusing on the positive. It doesn't have you focus on the things that are not going for you. And if you can start your day that way, you're going to be able to tackle some of the obstacles that are going to come that are not going to be in your control because you're thinking about how grateful you are. You have another day to make a difference in somebody's life. You have another day that you can contribute to this earth. You have another day to be thankful. You have another day to go out there and create something different and something better than the day before, the week before. And if you don't have understand this law, um, it's going to be very hard for you to make any changes because I'm grateful every single day. Uh, I, you know, I wake up and I, I do this every single day. I wake up and I'm thankful before I leave. I, I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for, you know, being able to wake up to be able to be gratitude, for, have gratitude for something. Uh, it's seriously, and uh, I'm grateful that, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm able to see, I'm able to walk, I'm able to, to talk, I'm able to inspire, and uh, I do that. And you know what? Hey, I'm a human being too. I have emotions, and sometimes I'm, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I, I'm upset or I'm sad, or it's just part of life. But I practice that every single day. And you know what she told me? She said, you know what? I never realized, and she said, just thinking about this as you're talking to me is making me feel better because it empowers you. Sure. And yeah, I think everybody us, you know, I like should to be proud. To get a, um, a book and, and just write, you know, gratitude statements in, in, in a book before you go to bed. And I, I used to do that every single night. And I've got a wonderful book I can go back and read. And you know, when you're feeling a little bit down, you go back and remember the things that you're grateful for, and it, it's wonderful. I mean, it doesn't have to be big things; it can be little things. Just grateful that you know you had food on the table tonight, or grateful that you know they, they didn't turn the lights off on you or something. You know, anything that she had a friend That's that turned to like you. You know, she should be grateful for that. So it's a really great thing, and I'm certainly grateful for my guy listening in the in the chat room there. So <laughs> I love yeah. the support. It's wonderful, you know. It's great. Well, you you do, and, and you know what? That is, uh, I think that's something important, and I think a lot of people, if you can grab anything out of this, it's really to be grateful for some. Everybody can be grateful for something, even if you've had bad experiences, you know, bad luck, if you want to call it. Again, you create your own luck, in my opinion. But if everyone is grateful for something, and if you don't start paying attention to what you're grateful for, um, you know, it's going to be very hard for you to create any change in your life because you're always going to be focusing on things that don't, that are not happening for you as opposed to thinking of things that can happen for you. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, people go, oh, they're just so airy-fairy. They're talking about, you know, things like, like, like motivation and, and action and, and being positive and, and being grateful. So let's get down to a little bit of nitty-gritty stuff. Let's talk about being a wealth dynamo. So when you purchase new businesses, um, are you a business expert? You don't have an MBA or anything. You don't really know too much probably. Uh, well, maybe you do. I don't know. I'm assuming something here. 
but when you first you said you had no no experience when you first bought the um the medical business so are you are you using your own money are you leveraging money from someplace else like how how are you buying these businesses and staying afloat all of the above. Okay. <laughs> um, all of the above. You know, back then it was very easy, again, when your credit scores are a little bit maybe different now because it's very hard to borrow money now. But back then, you know, yeah, my credit my credit was good. And uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a big believer that you need to have a lot of money to, to make a lot of money. You know, again, an idea and an action. Uh, what I did was I knew that, first and foremost, when I thought about a medical facility, uh, I knew that I had a following as an athletic trainer, as a massage therapist. And, and it was always, uh, always they were coming to me for things that were even out of my scope of practice. And I kept on referring out. And I said, you know what? If I can, if I can keep what I have and also refer within me versus within wow. out, it doesn't really cost a lot. So we didn't go ahead and, and I got a loan for you know five hundred thousand dollars and posted up mahogany doors and making it look really great. Which it's, what interests me is a lot of people going into business right now, the brick and mortar business. You know they they spend so much money on the aesthetics which doesn't bring any revenue in because you have to bring people in the door first and foremost. You know, otherwise, they don't know what your aesthetics are. And they have right. no money left to do anything. But you don't really need any money if you know how to move people, if you have a service that a lot of people likes. And, and I know there's so many people that provide great services, but they just – lack bringing people in the door and when I had that following I started bringing in the right people I wanted to know who was good at what they did in in the service but they weren't good in the marketing because I was good at that so I let them be good at what they did so then I can focus on the things that I'm good at and then boom that's what happened it exploded so I didn't do everything I wasn't I mean at the while I was a market I was the athletic trainer I was a rehab specialist I was the insurance coordinator I was a higher fire I was the form prepper I mean I did everything and then I realized you know I can't do everything every single day and be dependent on that and have a wife and have a kid and you just can't do that. So I started thinking about getting the right people to take over the things that are better at me that I can free myself time to do what I'm good at. And then you don't need a lot of money when you when you can do that. It starts working at all cylinders. Wow. Very cool. I mean, I remember, oh, gosh, who's that guru um, bought a whole bunch of real estate, you know, the fast, in a million dollars without any money? Who was that guy? Remember who I'm talking about? Carlton Sheets. There's Carlton Sheets. There's oh gosh, there's so many gurus right now with the no money down. You know, I remember him calling and and he said, you know, I I can I can show you this and I can you know put you into business and and you need five thousand dollars but you never use your own money. He goes, oh you know you always use credit. Get get credit card out, put five thousand dollars on it and you're in business. Well, here's a well. That's you know. There's a, again, you got to be careful with things that are out there. But I'll tell you what what can work in that industry or any other industry, and, and it's very similar to what we're talking about here. There are programs out there, and you'll hear this. You know what? You don't have to use any of your money. But what they want you to do is actually do the work. So what they're doing is you go find these houses because I can't find millions of houses every single day. But if I can get you to bring the deals to me, I'll put up the money and I'll give you the commissions. Mm-hmm. So, it's, again, it's all about leveraging, teaching others to do what you can't do that makes it a win-win situation. Yeah. So when you go out and you teach people, are you, are you looking at – are you? 
are you calling yourself a marketer? Are you calling yourself a networker? Are you calling yourself a business? Like, when you train people to do what you do, what, what terminology are you using for yourself? Just curious. I like to empower people to empower themselves. Um, okay. We'll call it motivation, inspiration, yeah. teaching. Um, it's really all about what I've gone through and what I've done. I mean, what's interesting, Frankie, is that you can have 500 people in one room, and you can whether teach them, inspire them, motivate them, train them. And out of those 500 people, they each have the same information. It was the same trainer. And then you'll you'll have two people walk in the elevator. One person perceives the training one way. One perceives it the other way. The other one person goes out there and and applies it and becomes successful. And the other one person does. So uh, I guess. I don't. I don't know what I call myself. I'm just one person who was passionate about helping people who want to help themselves, who, with my experience and what I've done, fits their portfolio that they can apply and then become successful. What it is that they want to do. Love it. See, I've always loved being an entrepreneur. I think entrepreneur is is fun. You know, starting businesses is fun for me. But what I don't find as fun is running businesses. How do you feel about it? I, you know what? I've ran them before, and it could be fun, but it winds up becoming headaches, and it, and you get too involved. And again, if you want to have time freedom, you have to set, you have to plan, like you said, you have to plan some before you open that you have Plan B and Plan C that it works independent of you, which means you've got to find the right people. So what I like to do is, and it's funny because I was just talking to. Uh, my wife, was it last week or maybe 10 days ago, we were talking about, you know what I love to do because I'm so good at it, I feel that I'm good at it, is that to – because a lot of people don't know how to set it up right, don't have the budgeting right. They spend money on, on just ridiculous advertisements. They don't get out in the community. They don't have this and that. Um, set it up, create the system, and then transition them in, and then, boom, help them open up their brick and mortar without spending a lot of money. And having yeah, it successful. And yeah. uh, but you know, I have to have you know, there's only so much I can do. But you can find people that want to do that, and they're good at different avenues. You know, hey, I'm on right now, just thinking about you. I can open up a big change, a big chain yeah. of of starting up businesses. You know, and again, remember, an idea with action, with belief, right. and discipline. Can create, I mean, think about this. Uh, Mark Victor Hansen, the chicken soup guy with uh, Canfield, he started it with an idea. He had an idea, and he put it into action, and now he's a gazillionaire, and he's got some great things that he's offering people. It starts with an idea. Every idea that anybody has is a million-dollar idea, whether it's something that you think is silly or something that it's all about believing, applying, and promoting. That's really what it's all about, believing, applying, action-oriented, and promoting. And if if, right. if you can apply that, any idea that anybody has can become a multi-million dollar idea. You know, I you know it might be tired, and, and people I'm sure have heard it before. But if they haven't heard it before, um, you know, a goal is just a daydream without a deadline. Until you put a deadline to that, until you say this is the day I'm actually going to start acting on it, you're still dreaming. And it's really important to act. And I always say that you know opportunities aren't lost; they're just not actioned upon. People, you know, opportunities come to us every single day, but unless you take that opportunity and act on it, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. 
but it didn't, it, you know, it came to you. So it's responsibility, taking responsibility for your life, too, and, and taking responsibility for what's going to happen to you in the future, and that is planning, deciding what you want and acting on it. Mother Teresa said, you know, that, that you can't be depressed if you're, if you're running, and it's true. You know, it's like if, if you're in action, it's pretty hard to be depressed because action, you know, brings you up from depression. That and, uh, is Yes, I believe in that as well, and I think that's why we've attracted each other because I, your beliefs and your energy is very similar to to mine. And uh, um, you know, so you you talked about taking responsibility. That is so, uh, gosh, again, so important. We covered a lot of things on responsibility, but uh, um, you know, you you talked about Mother Teresa, and I was looking over to the side here because I have a, a wonderful Mother Teresa quote. On oh, my yeah. uh, billboard, it's kind of long. So again, you're just giving me these goosebumps every time we talk for five, six, ten minutes. It's just amazing. So um, no, no, it's you know, it's it's, it's awesome. But uh, kind of on a sidetrack. Well, give us her uh, quote. Give us her quote. What does she say? Her quote. Here it is. People, uh, hold on. Let me sit up here. Uh, people are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyways. If you're kind, people may accuse you of ulterior motives. Be kind anyways. Be uh, if you are honest, people may cheat you. Be honest, anyways. If you find happiness, people may be jealous. Be happy, anyways. The good you do today may be forgotten tomorrow. Do good, anyways. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give your best, anyways. For you see, in the end, it is between you and God. It never was between you and them, anyways. Right, I love it. That's so true. You know, it's true because you know, I you know where I picked this up um, uh, about three weeks ago before I went to my convention when we talked, uh, Frankie, right, and yeah. uh, I looked at it and I said, this has so many principles and values just in, in that just that quote, these quotes alone because. People are unhappy, and they think that they don't know, they don't have, good, they're not good enough, or they're not this, because we're always thinking about what somebody else is going to say or do, and I or think actually, that's you know what, what. Sorry, but it's it's even what people have said to you, and it's really self-esteem destroying. And so the competition between others is nothing like Mother Teresa said. It's, it's you're only competing against yourself and doing your your very best. It's, your very best name may not be the same as Andreas's very best, but it's your, if you've done your very best and you've done the best you can. That's all you need to do. I think. I did the best I did. Right. I, I think people compare uh, each other to others. They strive to be like others, which is okay, but they need to understand that you can't be like someone. There's features that you have that I don't have. There's things about uh, I have that maybe you don't have, and, and you can work towards it. You can strengthen, keep doing your strengths, you know, strengthen the weakness, but I think a lot of people compare and they say, I can't do this, or I can't be like this person, and they get back into that shell again, and nobody's telling anybody to be anybody but be the best that you can be in whatever it is that you want to do and um uh you know but again it goes back to taking action belief goes into self-esteem you know we have the same opportunity as anybody else has you know i'm married i have three kids um you know i know a lot of people that are married that have three kids they may have a bigger house than i do but they're not happier or they may uh you know make more money than i do uh but again we all have 
belief systems and, and things that self-esteem issues that I think, again, really ta- is the fear thing is, is we, we don't believe in ourselves because our self-esteem is low because maybe the way we were brought up, maybe you're not good at, you can't be a doctor, you, you can't play professional soccer, you can't own a medical facility. And, um, I did. I was not raised like that with with my parents, but I did have my family members do that. And but I had that, I had that spirit that you know what, um, I have a choice. I can let them bog me down with that and believe that, or I could do what it is that I did, and that was go against what they said because they weren't as experts in what I can do. They weren't expert in the fields of the judgments that they were telling me what I should or can or couldn't do. So why would I want to take their advice? But there's a lot of people that, again, they, their, their belief is not that high, and, and they never get out of that situation. And, again, we talked about belief, self-esteem, and, again, it all goes back to that. So if you're not taking action, there's something wrong with your belief system, or there's something wrong with believing in you. And if you can somehow tap that out of you, um, you can be the most powerful individual that you can be with your relationships, with your businesses, with your happiness, with your time freedom, your anything that it is that you want to accomplish in this lifetime, uh, you can do it all by belief in yourself. You can believe you know, in your business. You can really be- important there, though. I've got to interrupt you there because you said something really important. You said, I can't. That's, I hate that word. I hate the word I can't. You know, I can't, I shouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I couldn't, all of those things. They have to be thrown out of your vocabulary. And, right. You know, I've got Bob, Bob Nichols coming on my show in a couple of weeks. He's the uh, Remember the Ice Guy. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. But, you know, he is, language is really important, especially the language that you say in, inside your head. And it's really, you know, you have to think about what is going on there. Listen to the language. Be the silent witness in your head and look at it, right? That is that is <laughs> you know? true. You know, if you ask these individuals, Frankie, you know, uh, well, I can't do it. If you ask them why, they don't have an answer. They have absolutely no answer besides, well, I just can't. I and can't. That yeah. is just basically another way of saying I don't believe. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. Yep. And and I try. See, I have a real problem with trying to because to me trying is lying. Trying is giving yourself a back door. It's saying, um, I may or I may not do it. So commitment is is what you need. You need to commit to doing it. And you committed all along. You've committed to everything that you were going to do and you did it. And that's the key. The belief, the commitment and, and it gives you the strength. Now the other thing that you have, Andreas, is is the ability to um let go and the ability to um oh God, I had the word there just left me. Um to hand it over to somebody, you know, to, to delegate. delegate. And, and that's something that a lot of people are afraid to do. They need to have their hands in there all the time. But if you trust in your instincts, you trust your gut, you trust in the people that, that you bring on to, you know, a project or a situation or a business, it's important. Otherwise, you know, you couldn't have all this time freedom if you didn't delegate. That is true, and I had a hard time doing that because, you know, I'm the type of person, hey, if I'm going to get it done, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to depend on anybody. I love everybody, but I don't depend on anybody. Um, But that's kind of a scarcity mentality, and, you know, there are people out there. You're not the only one that can do that. What the best thing about it is if you delegate and it doesn't go well, guess what? You could do what you did before you hired that person anyways, and then you go out and you find somebody else. You delegate the things that – 
again, that needs to free you up. It doesn't produce any result. It doesn't move you anywhere closer towards your goals, your vision, your whatever. And if, if you're doing things like reading a, 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 a newspaper or you're watching TV um, to get away from the things that, you know, that worry you or whatever, then really is that the time well spent? To, to, I mean, use that time to do the things you need to do to get you to where you want to get. And, you know, use the time maybe to think about delegating someone. Get out there in the community. Find people. Do some joint ventures. Network. Do the things that you can meet people that you can say, wow, I want this person in my business. Oh, wow, this person can do what I'm doing here so I can go focus and do that. They're out there. But you've got to yeah. believe that they're out there. If you don't believe that there's anyone better than you, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> you will be an overwhelming person who will never leave out of that atmosphere. You have to so believe that there's that, people better than you. I heard that uh, if, you, if you study something, let's say, for 15 minutes a day for three years, you become a world expert at it. I believe that. I think um, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting, and, and something that I again, when I when I go over people that uh, need to develop some skills within their business or their you know their uh, whatever it is that they need to get better at, um, I always tell people if you want to learn something, teach it. And a lot of people don't understand. Well, how do I teach it yeah. if I don't know it myself? And the concept there is if you set a time and teach something, and I've done this before, you're going to pay more attention to what it is that you need to know so you can teach, which when you teach, you are learning. That's why I love teaching. I love holding leadership's call. I love doing this. I mean, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. This is a blast. I'm like standing right now. You just kind of got my like fifth gear going because I'm passionate about just, again, empowering people, sharing my experience. Um, and uh, again, you, you, you have to um, kind of left, <laughs> kind of left, left out of course here, but you fill me in here, Frankie. We were talking about. Uh, we're talking about about um, what you have to. Well, we were talking about delegating. We we're talking about oh, learning and, and teaching something. Teaching, that, teaching, and, right? Yeah. When when we're doing, I was saying when we, this conversation that we're having here, I'm learning. And that's why I love to teach because when you when you it's like this cycle you you teach you you learn you apply and you teach and when you yeah. teach you learn again and then you apply better and then you're able to teach better which makes you learn even and and I am a very big proponent of reading I'm a very big proponent of teaching uh, teach anything you'll become yeah. better at what you do and then you'll learn more. And uh, so, yes, I, I believe in what you just said. That is so that's key, very key. You know, adults, adults, you know, for I, I've taught a lot of adults, and adults do have different learning styles. And, you know, some people are auditory learners. Some people are hands-on learners. Some people, you know, everybody has their own little style and, and difference that, they, that you know, they, they go through. And so, you know, some people can learn in different ways. And, and it's important that we understand how people learn so that we can address them and teach them the things that they need to know in, in the style of which they learn. Um, you know, not everybody can learn when you're yapping at them, but, you know, they need to have people in front of them. They need to have, you know, right. I need to have somebody sitting next to me and going, okay, do this, do this, do this, and then I know how to do it. I have a really right. hard time, you know, just reading an instruction and going, hmm, how's that going to work, you know? Right. But it, 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 there's it's audio out there. There's yeah. visuals. There's so many. You, again, if you believe, so you'll find what it is that you're looking for. 
Yeah, I love it. So do you have a model? Did you ever make yourself a model of, you know, um, not a model train or anything, but just a, a, a model for how you coach or how you teach or how you do business? This is this is my little model, you know. It's like the, the – you know what I'm talking about, the circle. Yeah, I, I totally understand, and, and it's going to be a hard answer because I've been trying to I sit here at night and think about how do I duplicate myself. And, and again, I, I don't think you can duplicate because when you can speak from your heart and you don't have to – you don't prepare and you teach because you know, it's very hard to put a system together. Um, but what I do is. is I take I take bits of information that – that I believe in, um, that are that fit within my ethics, my morals, um, my philosophy, and I learn from this individual. Then I just bring my character into it. Uh, I think everything that anybody needs to know is already available to everybody. It already is, but it's 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 through the presentation that perhaps maybe the way. I present it with my passion and my my experience and my philosophy. Maybe the three people that kind of heard the same information from somebody else maybe got it through me. So I don't spend too much time trying to model. I just really go out there and just be me, knowing that somebody is going to somehow uh, be attracted to my delivery with the same information that, again, is out there by, by numerous wonderful coaches and in, inspiring people and motivational speakers. When I get on and I do some searches and I, and I listen to audios and I listen to their sample lecture, this and that, I immediately know, hey, that's the guy that I can match my energy that I believe is, you know. So I don't know. I don't have a model. I, I'm just me. Just, I don't know, just you know what I used to at the at the, at the coach institute. Um, I used to we we had our people had our own model, and we never coach from anybody else's model because I think it's more important to develop your own model. And and so when I was trying to figure out my model, I just sent it out to a whole bunch of people that I had coached, and I said, you know, give me four words, five words that that describe me to you. You know, what do you think of me? When you think of me, what are these words? And it came back, and and the model was developed through those words. And it was it was kind of interesting because you know it was really important to me that that it be flexible, that I be generous, that I be kind, that I be uh, creative, that you know those kinds of things. And and so that's the model. Not that you have so to. So you, you just yeah, gave me an idea. You just gave me an idea, and I just learned just again just what you just said right now was something that I can incorporate ASAP, and I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. That's awesome. <laughs> I knew that you wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you just that was that was awesome. Yeah, well, it's you know we learn from everybody, and if you keep your ears open and, and, and your eyes open, you're going to learn stuff from from a whole bunch of people. And that's why I love having this show because I get all these wonderful people on, like yourself, and they teach us all sorts of wonderful things. And uh, you know, I'm going to go away, and I've learned a lot from you too tonight. So it's great. Thank you. Well, no, thank you. It was an, an honor to, to spend an hour here with you, and 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 the energy of the people who are listening. It, it's great, and it inspires me, it empowers me, and I want to thank you for having me. I, I I'm honored. Well, it's your pleasure. It's your pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Boy, oh, it's a little too freaky tonight. All the all these uh, <laughs> these, these goosebumps you gave me. <laughs> there were several. <laughs> yeah, that's good though. It's good. I'm, I'm glad that you have Mother Teresa on your wall too. She's she's kind of a cool lady. Uh, do you have any anybody who who you look up to? Uh, well, I like the pr- principles and philosophies, and first and foremost, Jim Rohn. I think he's the best business yeah. philosopher that ever existed on the planet. His principles and philosophies, you can apply to anywhere, anytime, any place. They don't change. It's the fundamentals of of just not 
life experience, business experience, but every, you know, skills that you need to, to be happy, to be successful and, you know, and to prosper. Um, I think Jim Rohn is phenomenal. There, there's a lot of, you know, other people that are more geared towards that industry that share the same message. But I, I would have to say Jim Rohn is someone that uh, I would consider a mentor and someone I learned a lot as far as how I approach what I do in life. Did you um did you did did you ever read the 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 um the four agreements by, from Don Miguel Ruiz? The four that it's sounds not. familiar. I'm looking well, at my library as I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah David good. Dribble wrote uh, the new agreements in the workplace, and and a couple of the, the agreements were you know find your path, love, grow, and serve your people, mind your mind in the moment, shift your system, and practice a little every day. I love that. That you is know, awesome. That really just keeps things yeah. simple. Yeah. You can do that every day. You can go back to it every day every and read that. Day. Yep. I'm, write, yep. I'm writing every it down day. right now so I can check it out tonight. <laughs> David yeah, Triple. I mean, I order books every week. I just love books. And I get books, obviously, from lots of folks, too, uh, who are on the show. But you have been incredible. What a fantastic guest you've been. This is going to be archived so the folks who are listening tonight, send it to your friends. You know, Andre, if you can download it, give it out to your to the groups of people who want to know what you do and how you do it. Uh, the energy is palpable. I said, you know, people need to move back from their computer because, I mean, really, you you are like this this hurricane of of energy. This <laughs> is great. It's fantastic. I love well, it. Well, you're bringing it out of me, so that says a lot about your energy and yours. So. <laughs> I want to thank you so much. We're out of time. Everybody, this has been Mission Unstoppable. My guest has been Andreas Papacostas. It's Frankie Picasso here, and we will see you next week on Mission Unstoppable. Take care and have a good evening, wherever you are in the world. Bye-bye. Bye, Andreas. Bye. Thank you. Okay.